This is Eighth Day Encouragement, a recap of the Sunday service, offering hope and faith from the Church of the Holy Trinity, Manhattan. You can find us online at holytrinity-nyc.org. When I was about 10 years old, our family was getting ready to move from Raleigh, North Carolina to Charlotte, North Carolina, where my father's work had transferred him. It meant we'd be moving from the edge of a town where we had free access to a lot of woods um, into a real city. I was excited, but I'm not sure my brother felt the same way. He loved where we lived. His friends were there, his sports teams were there, and there was a pond just walkable distance from our house. Well, just a few days before we moved, it seems, as I remember it, my brother and his buddy were fishing at that pond and my brother caught a huge fish, this enormous bass. He had it mounted, it was a big deal. We took pictures, we celebrated it. That fish is probably still on the wall of my brother's den. And then we moved. Well, had my brother been of a different temperament, he might have responded to that big fish success in another way. He could have decided that fishing would never be as good again so he might as well just quit. Or he might fall into a depression about the the general state of fishing, the difficulty of, of a good catch and the poor quality of fish these days anyway. Or he might have taken advantage of some new program for depressed teenaged fishers who peaked too early. Surely in our culture such a program exists. But instead, my brother did something entirely different. We moved to the new city, and he went fishing again. (laughs) My father had a connection with someone who had a pond and my brother went fishing and guess what? Right off the bat, he caught an even bigger fish, a much prettier fish, and we ate that one. I think of my brother's ability to keep fishing, to resist the urge of, of giving up or assuming he had peaked early, his ability to try something a little new because of today's gospel reading from Luke chapter 15. When we hear Luke's version of this fishing story that appears in each of the gospels, it comes not with that initial follow me of Jesus to a disciple. Instead, Jesus and Simon Peter already know each other. Uh, Simon Peter has already agreed to follow Jesus, but there's a second level of follow me. In today's gospel, Jesus is saying to Simon Peter something more like, keep following me. Follow me even further. Follow me in yet a different way, no matter what. Well, Simon was a fisherman. He must have known what he was doing. He probably knew the waters of Galilee as well as anyone. He knew where there was deep water and shallow water. And so here Jesus is giving advice on fishing, The Lord says to him, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Well, Simon mutters, we fished all night with nothing, but okay if you say so. And then Jesus makes it so. (laughs) Suddenly there are fish everywhere. They hit upon a whole school of fish. The fish are so many that the, the nets begin breaking and they need extra help. Water's splashing, fish are flying, the boat is sinking, and Simon Peter suddenly gets it and falls to his knees. Jesus says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be catching people. 
it seems like both parts of that sentence are important for us to hear today. Don't be afraid, and you'll be catching more people. As for the first part, it's hard for us not to be afraid at this point in the pandemic, wondering what's coming next. What does it look like for us to be faithful going forward? A a million different versions of that question. As a church, we're called to fish for people. If we've spent any time at all in church, we've heard the words of the Great Commission, those words in which Jesus charges those who love him and follow him to go and make other disciples. We do that as best we can through our worship, through our community programs, through our mission, through our life in Christ as we live it every day. But what comes next? especially when we've tried certain things a certain way in the past and they don't really seem to be working these days, what are we to do? Well, maybe at this point we should stop and listen like Simon Peter. I wonder if Jesus is saying to us some new equivalent of, but have you tried over there? Have you put the net out a little deeper right there? You may think you've done it all before, but everything else has changed around you. So even doing the same thing can sometimes bring different results. And then certainly there are those things that need to simply be changed and adjusted and and put away so that we can learn something new. Yesterday, Saturday, our vestry gathered for a time of reflection and planning. We began to talk about our vision for Holy Trinity it comes at a good time. It's a, it's a good time to think about all that we have that's going for us, as well as the challenges before us, but then to try to focus some of our faith and energy and love and effort in some specific ways. The gospel speaks to us as a church. Do not be afraid. You're going to be catching more people. If you, if you stay in love with Jesus, if we stay in love with God and follow God's way, It's just inevitable. Well, this gospel also speaks to us as individuals, I think. We might be tired. We might feel like we've done the same thing over and over again, whether it's an attempted diet or a new habit or a way of communicating with someone or a a work situation. We all have those, those examples or those places where we can feel a little bit stuck But the gospel reminds us that even when we think we're trying the same old thing, the situation around us might have changed, or or maybe there's something we can do slightly differently, or maybe we can learn a new direction or a new place to put our energy. With discernment, maybe God is nudging us in a new direction so that we too can be fruitful, can be productive, can enjoy a new kind of bounty. Simon Peter shows us also that there are levels to recognizing Jesus as the Christ. We're always growing if we're open to the work of the Spirit within us. There's that initial surprise, that getting to know Jesus, getting to know that through Jesus things can be different in our world, I can be different. But just as Simon Peter grows in his relationship with Jesus and his understanding of Jesus, we too can grow and change in our reception of Christ, in the way we allow ourselves to be caught up into new life in him. 
The old word for this, of course, is conversion, a turning and a turning again to Christ, so that as we turn, we we see a new aspect of God, even as we come to understand a new aspect of ourselves. And so on this cold Sunday in February, I think we're called to keep fishing, to keep catching people up into the life of Christ, even as we allow ourselves to be caught anew. At the 11 a.m. celebration of the Holy Eucharist on February 6th, the choir sang Sicut Sirvis. It's by Palestrina, the 16th century composer. The words are from Psalm 42, verse 1. Like as the heart desireth the water brooks, so longeth my soul after thee, O God.
You've been listening to Eighth Day Encouragement. The eighth day is a Monday after the seven days of the week, but the eighth day also stands as a new creation outside the pattern of the usual seven. And so the eighth day symbolizes resurrection, hope, and the possibilities for new life. I'm John Bedingfield, the priest and rector at the Church of the Holy Trinity, Manhattan. I hope you'll come and visit us in person one day, but you can also worship with us through Facebook Live, follow us on YouTube, and learn more at holytrinity-nyc.org. God bless you this week and always.